0: This is the California Liberty Project Podcast. Here we are once again on the California Liberty Project Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us, of course. Always appreciate everyone being here. Make sure to subscribe, like, check in, follow, do whatever you have to do certainly on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts. Those are our main audio podcasts. And then also check out the new and growing Rumble and YouTube channels. So today, we're recording on a Friday, and I'm really glad to have back on a returning guest, Osvaldo Masonet of Triggerology. I'm sorry, Triggerology. I want to get that out the right way. Triggerology FT, firearms training, and more. Uh, So welcome, Osvaldo. Thank you very much for coming back onto the show.
1: Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. I really appreciate you uh, bringing me back on. Uh, yeah, there's I had a blast there's, last time and I'm looking forward to this one.
0: There's a lot to talk about. Right. Um, and, and there always is. And by the way, so where can people go to follow you We're right up front? Where should they be following your um, your exploits and your activities?
1: Sure. Sure. I am on uh, formerly Twitter now X at Triggerology FT on Instagram Triggerology underscore FT. I also have this outstanding based merch website where you can find stuff like this. That is Triggerology.shop and my own website is TriggerologyFT.com.
0: Very cool. And just really quickly too, because I was wondering this as well. Do you do like full scope um, firearms self-defense training or what's kind of your niche on the business? Can you do like um, CCW training like? I think that's an eight hour class or what what kind of training do you do with with firearms?
1: Thank you for asking. So my uh, niche is basic firearms training. The bulk of my students are people who are either new to firearms or they've owned firearms for a while, but have never received any sort of, you know, actual training from an instructor other than, you know, just going casually shooting with their Friends, loved ones, what have you? So that's kind of the niche that I that I approach. I have purposely stayed out of the CCW. Okay. Uh, the reason is is on on principle because I do not believe in the uh, in the CCW licensing scheme, uh, mm-hmm. especially that California runs. So I refuse to f- profit from an infringement.
0: As a principle.
1: I yeah. know I'm losing money. There are instructors out there making money hand over fist, like legit, like lots of money. But that I don't believe in the CCW scheme, even though I am a current CCW holder. Sure. But I, I went through that entire process for the purpose of chronicling how ridiculous it is and how it does not help anyone. It, it doesn't help. Any of the good people who, uh, you know, uh, have a leg up or, or, you know, an advantage over people who disregard the CCW laws.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just good, um, good legal protection to have it. You know, so when you're carrying, you know, you've got that um, got that official government license to practice one of your fundamental right, rights. Right? right. I mean, it's it's stupid. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. I'm with you. I'm against it. I'm against all um, all gun law. Uh, every gun law is an infringement. Every government license for a right, a natural right, an inherent right that we're born with to defend ourselves. You bet. Yeah, you it's bet. it's totally stupid. Um, but it is one of those things where it's like, for yourself, it's like a legal protection, you know, so you don't get in trouble with, with the law, um, which we don't want. Right. Don't want our listeners to get in trouble. But I, I hear where you're coming from there on that stance. Mm hmm. So okay, running through. Let's go through some California news. We can do some sure. some quick hit stuff. We can groan. We can shake our fists at the sky. We can uh, <laughs> we can yell. Uh, we can make jokes. And then there are some some bigger issues that I wanted to talk to you about. Also, just this past week, the New Mexico governor thing. But let's let's hold that because that's non California news. But I think it has sure. California implications. So let's rail oh, against. Yeah. Let's course. rail against her. And that whole puppet show, because right. um, mm-hmm. I think the whole thing was a big, I think there was a lot behind it. Uh, let's yes. talk about that uh, a yes. little bit later. Um, okay, so just this week here in California, as, as I'm sure you're aware, as I'm aware, and there are lots of great people following this stuff closely, the mm-hmm. legislative session ended for the year, as it always does, um, in, what, mid-September. And um, so for 2023... By my count, and what I've found online, there were 2,600 bills. 2,600 bills were introduced here in California this year in 2023. Um, And somehow we still call ourselves a free people with Mm -hmm. potentially 2,600 new laws regulating God knows what. All of our neighbors, I mean, 99% of our neighbors, you, me... How could any of us keep up with 2,600 bills potentially that could not be hardly. signed? It, it's, it's not fitting for a free people, right? Right. Um, they regulate every, every step, every aspect of our lives. Um, by my count, 220 bills as of last week had been sent to Newsom's desk. So, okay, we've, we've decimated it. We've chopped it down to 10% or less um, from the total bills that were introduced, but still 220 mm-hmm. new bills. How are we going to keep, keep up with that? I mean, there are some headline marquee bills, right, Osvaldo? But um, mm-hmm. 220 bills, we don't know what all those are. No, no free mm-hmm. person has the time to look into that. Um, right. Okay, so there were some kind of marquee ones that I wanted to run down and discuss with you. Um, mm-hmm. So there was SB447, which was quietly, I think, already signed by Newsom. That was the state travel ban, you know, basically where California thought they'd be the badasses, the big leaders um, back in 2016. Saying that you can't travel to these mean, you know, red states that have various right. LGBTQ laws, that one went away uh, quietly, you know. So they had to eat crow because uh, mm. the rest of the states didn't quite follow. Um, there was SB four four seven, and then a few other bills, SB five twenty five, which is more insanity. Um, I don't know what you think or if you have an opinion on this, but minimum wage being raised for health workers in clinics um, up to twenty five dollars right, right. an hour. Uh, I don't know how they're going to do that. I, How do you support that? It's more market intervention. Um, it, it's mm-hmm. insane. Someone like me doesn't believe in any minimum, minimum wage loss, period. Yeah. But up to $25 an hour with SB 525.
1: Yeah. Good yeah, yeah. luck. Cool. I don't know. What
0: are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, the thing is, uh, when you insert government, Regulation and uh, uh, you know artificial, uh, artificially inflating uh, wages, wages like that. All you do is you're putting pressure on the smaller, uh, uh, small businesses, which is, by the way, what the, these governments love to tout every now and then. We're all about the middle class, you know. They they are the engine for for our uh, economy, but. Yet here they are mandating that you pay a certain wage to your employees. So it does not take a rocket scientist. You are going to damage all these businesses that people take huge amounts of risk. And you know, personal sacrifice and sacrificing their uh, hard-earned dollars to invest into these businesses. All you're doing is, you know, incentivizing them to either up and then leave whoever can out of California, or just bring in new, you know, technologies that are that just replace uh, the um, yeah. workers. Right. And you're also hurting uh, a, a lot of these businesses are, are somewhat of the what we, uh, you know, like to call lower skills, right? So they're perfectly suited for high schoolers yes. or, or, you know, recently graduated out of high school, young kids who need to get these, you know, first uh, sets of skills. You're hurting them because you're yeah. cutting out from the availability of that type of job. Yes. So and you, as, uh, you're not helping. You're not quite literally not doing what you say that you would like to do.
0: Quite. That and way. I am reminded of uh, once again going back to the great Thomas Sowell. Um, as we know, the minimum wage it isn't ten bucks an hour, or fifteen. It's zero because if you price right. if you price labor up that much, those those unskilled workers or part-time workers, or high schoolers, or maybe retirees who want to go back and be a greeter at Walmart, they might not get hired if you make it too expensive. Um, So yeah, once again, I think these idiots in the state assembly, um, and the state senate, they're in Sacramento, they need to read some Henry Hazlitt, some economics in one lesson, Mm -hmm. which I've talked about on a previous episode. Everyone make sure you've read that. That's the most important economics book you'll probably read in 200 pages. Um, So there's my plug. You can get it from uh, Mises Institute online which you should all be following. Definitely follow Mises.org. Um, great, radical, freedom-loving uh, people and Austrian economists. Okay, moving right along though, because I want to get to a lot of the uh, the really important gun news as well and gun <laughs> topics with you, Osvaldo. Um, mm-hmm. AB 1078, of course, that's the state takeover, takeover of local curricular control. Um, that one is on Newsom's desk. As of today, I believe, I'm not sure if he signed it. And then AB 957, which essentially um, gets involved in um, the parental custody battles and gives, gives favoritism to the parent who's going to trans their kid. Um, I think that one also is on Newsom's desk, and we'll see what happens here over the weekend in the next few days. Um, even, even your dog is, is pissed oh, about it, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your dog's not taking shit about this. Nope. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: he got upset.
0: Yeah. No, I've calmed down, buddy. It's okay. Um, then we have the, uh, the Hollywood writers strike, which uh, it's funny, like this whole labor movement, they've kind of found their oats, uh, you know, Hollywood writers strike. Does anyone care? I, I don't care. I don't know that many people who are, you know, there's real problems in this state. Really. There are people like dying yeah. of fentanyl in our streets and, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can't go to San Francisco without being either mugged or robbed. Um, mm-hmm. Highest poverty rates in the nation. Um, mm-hmm. And yet we're, we're playing around. We all have to cry for the, uh, the spoiled writers in Hollywood. Right. And on that note, SB 799, um, they push this one through. I think it's on Newsom's desk. They want to give taxpayer money and jobless benefits to workers who opt to strike. So now we have su- to subsidize people in their nice. fight against very management. Nice. Isn't that great? Very nice. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, all the taxpayers get to give these people a vacation yeah, yeah, yeah. while they work That's for higher, higher pay.
1: I 100% approve of uh, <laughs> the use of my hard-earned uh, confiscated tax monies for, for that purpose.
0: Yeah. Doesn't that give you sure. a warm and tingly feeling? <laughs> right? Yeah, very. Um, okay. So here's one directly related to guns and ammo. Um, ab twenty-eight. Which taxes guns and ammo. It imposes an 11% excise tax on gun retailers and manufacturers of guns. I think I know where you stand on this one, but what are your thoughts on that? And um, I don't know. Maybe do you have any other details on AB 28?
1: Well, that's a, a, a two main things: a blatantly, uh, you know, disregard for the Constitution. Uh, you know, taxing a right and an enumerated right. On yes. our uh, bill of rights, that's just abhorrent. Yeah, that's the word that I'm that I'm going to use, and uh, it further encapsulates how much they, how much disdain they have, again, for the middle and lower class, the lower yep. strata, of the uh, financially speaking of the population, because you are quite literally pricing out pricing people out of the exercise of the right, right? What you are saying, and we need to articulate this to their faces, is you are entirely fine for people who are affluent, who are able to pay whatever tax you tack on on this right. You are fine with them exercising this right and having access to the guns and and ammunition and all that and paying the taxes. You, not not so much for the, the common folk you know that, that that works five six seven days a week to be able to afford their things and oh by the way they have to live in the areas where you the political class do not live have to navigate you know different uh, dynamics out in the in, in society you know being exposed to the criminal element, you are saying that, no, no. You know what, you little folk, you have to pay more. Right. And, and, and too bad, too bad. If you can't, oh, well, because they also like to say, which is one thing that I uh, heard right out of their mouths when I uh, infiltrated one of their uh, anti-Second Amendment uh, gun, um, gun violence prevention events this last week, they love to say, there's just too much access to guns. There's, it's just too easy. We need to cut that. We need to cut that out. Yeah. You know, it, completely disregarding that, what are the reasons why the good people, good citizens of California access guns? Why do they go, uh, you know, and exercise their rights? It is because they know that you as government, you Mr. and, Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Politician, you cannot deliver on your uh, safety promises. We right. know that. Right. So what else do we have to do? We have to go and take care of it on our own, you know? Yeah. And uh, it, it's just abhorrent. It, it's it's horrible. And at any given opportunity that I have to tell it to their faces or uh, at the very least, um, you know, counter their narratives on their social media, I I do. Because yeah. it's also necessary that uh, the the folk that are not very uh, uh well versed on this subject, that those are points of view that, that they miss.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it isn't it incredible too that the leftist and the statist progressives, all those those folks who, who claim to love social democracy or just Democracy in general, right? With Our scare democracy. Quotes. They love democracy, right? But then, when there are 400 million guns in the hands of law-abiding citizens in this country, that's um, a problem. Where that's a problem, right? It's a problem if the people all choose to exercise their right to defend themselves and their families. So, I guess maybe they don't really believe in democracy as it is, right? If if we have hundreds of millions of people where we're all looked at suspiciously, right? Like we're all potential criminals. If it weren't for progressives in government, we're all going to be killing each other like Thomas Hobbes or something in a state of nature, right? Like you and I can't live next door to each other or I can't live with my neighbors in peace while having, Mm -hmm. you know, a number of of weapons uh, legally Mm -hmm. or according to my natural rights. Like the weapons themselves are going to turn me into a maniac. They're going to turn us all into killers. There's tens of millions. Quite literally, of killers, right? Yeah yeah, 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 quite literally. It's insane the way they think, and yet they're the ones mm-hmm. who preached the virtues of democracy. It's, it's total mm-hmm. BS, isn't it? And yeah, the other yeah. thing, too, you raised a really good point. You, you triggered something, uh, no pun intended. <laughs> That's you good triggered too. something in my brain <laughs> on this stupid AB28. It's a great point for, for folks who maybe live in difficult neighborhoods or dangerous neighborhoods, um, law-abiding citizens. Maybe uh, retirees who never, who never. I, left. I like. I'm sorry. Yeah. Let me
1: let me stop you. I like Go to ahead. say peaceable citizens.
0: Peaceable, yeah. Peaceable, normal. I like to citizens. say peaceable,
1: better. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, we uh, we abide. A lot of times we abide by laws that are very very unfair that we shouldn't be abiding to. We should be resisting.
0: Exactly. So peaceable. So, so all of those peaceable citizens are fellow neighbors, uh, folks who might not have tons of money. Maybe they don't have um, a great deal of financial means. No. As you're saying, if you bump up, if you put like an 11% excise tax on, oh, it'll just be on the retailers and those bad gun manufacturers. Well, okay. First of all, that's going to trickle down. You know, doesn't the left, they love trickle down. They love saying trickle down, which doesn't really have much meaning. But Mm -hmm. all that's going to be passed on to consumers. Yes. And the only consumers who they will be hurting are the people in more challenged neighborhoods or people of lower yes. economic means yes. who don't have the money and can't yes. afford the 10, 11% excise tax put onto their yes. firearm or their ammo. And so it's like they end up hurting the people at the quote lower end of the economic mm-hmm. spectrum. As you pointed out, leftists used to call this a regressive tax, right? When it's the same, oh it's the same 11% on everyone. It's like, okay, well that that hits the the lower rung of the socioeconomic mm-hmm. ladder the most, mm-hmm. just like the leftist in Sacramento. And sorry, this is kind of a tangent, but with the stupid gas tax, you go to the right. pump, you fill up yeah, for a hundred exactly. bucks. If they slap on another five, 5% or 5 cents a gallon, whatever it is, we're up to like what 60, 70, 60, 70 cents per gallon goes to Sacramento villains and some to the feds. Well, they just keep bumping that up, bumping it up. Mm-hmm. And now people, People who are rich are paying $100, uh, you know, essentially to fill up on average. Maybe it's 80. Maybe it's 125 these days. Right. And a lot of people who have less money, it might be the working class or the lower middle class, whatever. They might have work trucks that they have to fill up to get to the job Mm -hmm. site, right? Mm -hmm. 100 bucks Mm -hmm. for them. Well, who does it hurt more? Obviously, it hurts. It hurts the working man, the working woman, uh, the middle class who the, the Democrats say they're for. They're not for them. These are regressive taxes. Um, anyway, so tangent over on that, but you're mm-hmm. exactly right. On AB 28, this is going to hit um, a lot of small business owners, not just gun manufacturers, the, the so-called bad guys, as they would describe it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's going to hit small business owners. It's going to hit people who need to buy ammo to defend themselves and people and who practice, can't afford And practice, by the it. way. And practice and keep, that's right. These are perishable skills, right? Yeah. Um, that's so-
1: that's what that's one big thing because they the uh, the left loves to say oh we're not against the Second Amendment it's just this this set of guns and and there's there's also too many guns so many people that have guns and haven't even traded right well here you are it's it's so ironic that you are creating yet another policy that's going to hinder good people's ability to remain proficient in this life savings skills and these self rescuing skills. Why? Why are you doing this?
0: Right. Well, you know, I've heard, I've heard them make brilliant points Osvaldo, but there were no AR 15s or machine guns back in 1776 or in 1788 (laughs) when the constitution was being debated and written. Right. Brilliant points. Um, of course there weren't like individual militias and, and private, um, private citizens who own cannons and the latest weaponry for fighting the British. Forget all that, Mm -hmm. but they didn't have AR 15s -hmm. back then. So weren't it? The constitution must not apply. Right. And
1: citizens and citizens have never been able to
0: own cannons ever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's so cringeworthy man. Speaking of cringeworthy, let's, let's go on to another piece of garbage coming out of Sacramento. Um, Newsom's idiotic this resolution of his you know for the uh, convention of states essentially he wants to to put forth a 28th amendment he knows it's stupid Um, he's trying to get his name out there in the national stage I guess he put it out there what earlier in 2023 do you know any more about that or is is that thing going anywhere or was it just like a, a big ploy to get publicity you know and get his name out there nationally well,
1: yes, it was a big ploy to get his, uh, uh, you know, to rile up the base just so he can, it kind of lay a foundation. Hey, you know this this guy. This guy says that he's running for for re-election, but you you and I know Democratic base. You and I know that he's not going to, you know, go much further. So here I am laying a foundation of uh, extreme progressive agenda for you to remember me right right and, hey i i am the, the the governor of california and i am here to vying for your vote all of the all of those you know state loving uh progressives right that that love the ever in, increasing power of the government right that's all it was uh in addition to that um what what uh What Gavin Newsom uh, failed to calculate is, guess what? If you call a a convention of states, every other state also gets to uh, throw a chip in what what they would like to do. And there's already buzz in the Second Amendment community. Hey, we may actually just throw in an even more based Second Amendment version. Mm -hmm. Out of which, uh, you know at least over uh, uh, half of the states in the union would actually vote for it, given the fact that we are already counting 27 states that have some form of constitutional or otherwise known as permalist carry. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. So
1: that's something that he failed to calculate. Right. Uh, 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 and uh, <laughs> he's so dense. <laughs> He's always. so dense
0: too. Do you think he even knows about the convention of states movement, which seeks, which right, has put exactly. forth a number of liberty Thank amendments? <laughs> They've already got this going. It's a great movement. Um, I know there, there are yep. some on the right who are kind of a little bit worried about a convention, but it's not just an open constitutional convention. They're putting out very limited, very specific um, proposed amendments in advance and then I think you need two-thirds of the states as it is supposed to be as it's supposed to be yeah and, and you need two-thirds of the states essentially to sign mm-hmm. off or vote on these um I think at mm-hmm. the state legislature level I believe and then mm-hmm. later after the convention of states happens once they all agree on everything then there would mm-hmm. need to be I believe a three-fourths vote to ratify all um, right so it's it's a steep wall but um this is already going on with serious people who have been working on the Convention of States for years. They've got a number of, I think, very good suggestions there. Um, and I know we could we could bolster. We could actually beef up the Second Amendment, which would be awesome. I think there might be momentum for that. We could put in more things specifically um, so we never have to deal with any vagaries. Not that there is exactly. anything vague in the Second Amendment, but I know it's that one mm-hmm. comma, mm-hmm. right? Um, the right of a free right, people, exactly. you know, da-da-da-da-da. But anyway, we could put we can we can bolster, we can beef up that Second Amendment if they want to. Mm-hmm. So if he wants to play this game, we've got people on the ground. We there are good people who game. have been playing it for many years, and mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, bring it. Let's have a convention of states because yep. we've got like ten or fifteen other amendments here which we'd love to see passed, right?
1: Especially, especially this. Uh, uh, on that note, especially with the amount of people that we have that are uh, awake and awakening every single day because guess what reality is hitting them hard especially here in California right San Francisco Oakland Los Angeles people who have voted generationally for Democrats but now see the Democrat policies coming uh, you know full circle and how much they are suffering from those yeah I, 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 I seriously think he miscalculated.
0: Yeah, I think he so. He got gritty. I think so. And I, I don't think it's serious. I mean, there is absolutely no momentum to crack down on no, guns no, nationally. Not whatsoever. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's dead on arrival. <laughs> it's it's but so funny. Yeah, he's it's he's an idiot. Um, yeah, especially, as you mentioned, with the state of, uh, of security and rising crime, even petty crime in places like the Bay Area. Um, it's just so bad. That, and then around L.A. with the homeless, um, the, again rising crime there too, petty crime in particular, property crime.
1: Yeah, it's disgusting. And then, and then, uh, you know, a severely defunding the funded uh, police force. Uh, that's actively telling uh, the the citizenry, "Hey, all these calls, don't bother calling us. Yeah, we're not we're not going to respond. Yes, right. you are paying our salaries. Yes, you are paying our." our you know this entire operation with your confiscated uh, tax money but we're not answering sorry let me ask you, you let me
0: this is kind of tangentially related but it's definitely related mm-hmm. um, in terms of security safety in in California I know there have been more and more of these sideshow events these street takeovers with these idiots um, driving spinning cars out and yeah. you know getting together having parties and, and in some cases major intersections not out in rural farm areas right, but right in the right. middle yeah. of like South L.A. Yeah, no. and other places in Southern California. Large
1: city, yeah, yeah, yeah. What Half do a million we... population city, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, in crowded areas where people could be mm. driving home at 10.30 at night from a job or a shift. No doubt. As someone who thinks about security and self-defense a lot, what, what should peaceable people do? If you're driving on a road and a bunch of idiots start start one of these street takeovers, or even if there's a group of 100 teens doing the wheelies, you know, on the bikes, um, what do peaceable people do if you're surrounded, or if you're in a really dangerous situation um, like that? What What are your thoughts? I'm so I'm so
1: glad you're bringing this up because it's happening increasingly more yes. and more, not just here in California, but everywhere else. These policies, right? Uh, you you create you you foster the environment of lawlessness, and then you plunge almost purposely. You're plunging the people who are lawful into situations where having to defend themselves and, and and take sometimes split split second decisions. Do I stop? Do I back up and reverse? Do I right. attempt to push through this uh, crowd? And then this crowd, uh, almost 100% of the times they, they they get irate, right? They start right. banging on the car. Regardless who is inside the car, and and this is all just the abdication of their uh, and of their duty, right? Yes. Their duty to for, to foster for the domestic safety. But at the end of the day, the government is wholly incapable, inadequate, and. Uh, uh, what's the other word I'm I'm looking for? An incapable, inadequate, and incompetent,
0: incompetent in delivering
1: yeah. safety. So it all boils down again to: Are you someone who uh, is well versed, who who has read your your constitution, your bill of rights, and you are you know familiar with what your rights are? Right. You, nobody has right to safety, but you have a right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, which includes. Defending your life. Of course. And your liberty and your pursuit of happiness. So, yeah, they're placing a lot of people in in, in very difficult situations. And at times, very sadly, prosecuting them Yeah, for those who decide to uh, defend themselves. Oh, well, were they armed? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. They were wearing baggy clothes. Uh, How how am I supposed to know if they were armed or not? Uh, They were blocking my free, my free movement. Yes. They were banging on my car. They were kicking my car. My kids were in the, uh, were in the car. Uh, All these chaotic circumstances, man, that uh, uh, it's, uh, and sadly, uh, I, I, it it saddens me to say, but most people uh, believe this is true. It's only going to get worse.
0: That's right, and um, I'm even thinking of that uh, national case that we'd seen you know, made the national media, um, national news in Austin. I think his name was Daniel Perry, I believe. Um, yep. Who was uh, who was no, legally? I mean, he was he was carrying on his person. No, no, no. Wasn't New York?
1: Wasn't it in New York?
0: Well, that was Daniel Wasn't it Penny New subway in New York. That was Daniel, Daniel Penny, Penny, I think. There was that other guy who was surrounded by like BLM oh, fanatics in <laughs> oh, Austin,
1: and he of, had
0: he you know he's like a veteran or something and he actually had his (coughs) firearm with him legally i think he was he might have been an uber driver or something off duty and a bunch of people like violently surrounded his car i'm not sure if they're banging and then he saw one of them had an ak yeah one of them had an ak and then i don't know i don't know i forget the circumstances if the ak was raised or if it was just in the ready position but um this guy was fearing for his life you know and he he was surrounded which to me is an aggressive act If you surround a vehicle and don't allow the vehicle any path to retreat, this is not legal advice anyone, but I don't know what a peaceable person is supposed to do to get out of that situation. I mean, if those windows get broken, if you get dragged out of your vehicle, God forbid, and I can't believe we're even talking about this, but after 2020 and the summer of hate and all that, Mm -hmm. the BLM riots and everything, we have to talk about this because- when there's a court decision or some news that comes out that the left doesn't like, they send their street soldiers and thugs out there to terrorize cities. And people were dragged out of cars, or people were assaulted in streets. And I think peaceable people have to have a plan of retreat. I mean, of course, to retreat. But then, at what point do you defend yourself? You know, then you got to worry about a Soros-appointed DA. Um, you know, claiming right. that you. You murdered or assaulted someone when all you wanted to do is peacefully get out of that situation or defend your own life, right? It's a real problem, as you mentioned, because the government has abdicated, just to use yeah. your word from a few minutes ago. Yeah. It's an abdication, right, of public safety.
1: Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, on that particular case, and just speaking a little bit more broadly as a firearms instructor, uh, what I can say is this, and, and that's something that I tell all my students. Whether it's you or somebody else, once a, a firearm is brandished, once a firearm is brought into the mix, you are introducing lethal force. You are showing that you have the capacity of lethal force. I'm not a lawyer, obviously, mm-hmm. but just it, just stating the facts. If somebody is um, uh, approaching uh, uh, your car, what wherever it is, and, and and they are presenting a firearm, even if it's generally pointed in your general direction, you are being presented with lethal force. Right. Considering it not lethal force could very, very potentially place you at a disadvantage because let me, let me just explain it in, in, in this fashion. If somebody is pointing a firearm or moving the firearm in, in your general direction, you're already at a disadvantage. So right. here you are having to make split-second decisions again, like I alluded to before. Yeah. I'm not saying, uh, please, I don't want this to constitute saying that I am against open carry. I'm for open carry. Right. It's just it has to be done in the in, in the right way. I'm yeah. also more more than open carry. I'm also for concealed carry. I'm for all carry. <laughs> yeah. Period. Right. For the peaceable people to have the ability to defend themselves at a, at a moment's notice with the best tool possible that they can uh, acquire and train with uh, and be proficient with. Yeah. But yeah, I, think I, I mean, that, that gentleman was placed in, in a very difficult uh, situation. Uh, yes. The authorities were not controlling the crowd, right? Uh, obviously, there was a gentleman uh, walking in, in, in the crowd. And I do kind of remember the story. I think he alleged that the gentleman uh, pointed in his general direction or something to that effect, that low ready or something like
0: that. I think, I think that's correct. Yeah.
1: How am I going to say that... It, the gentleman didn't feel like it, it, it was not lethal force. Come on. I, I, I just can't.
0: Well, especially when you've got fanatics and protesters surrounding you, you know, on two, three, maybe four sides of your vehicle. If you block, if you block a retreat path and if there's someone brandishing a weapon that's in your tough, direction, man. then that's, w- just- that's a threat to me. The same, same way that I would say, um, again, going back to like the sideshow or these stupid street takeovers or right. a protest on a freeway. To me, that is an aggressive act because you're blocking someone's exit. You know, they're stuck in traffic. Right. They're stuck in a right. very bad situation. Yeah. You're standing in front of them and none of us want to run someone over on a freeway. But those people should be arrested immediately. That's got to be a very serious felony because that mm-hmm. is an aggressive action, I think. And it's mm-hmm. it's been tolerated way too much. And these yeah. leftists and the fanatics who are doing this stuff, it's tolerated by these big city DAs. And we're in this state of anarcho-tyranny. I've talked about it before. I've, I've mentioned that Sam Francis article from like 1994. Anarcho-tyranny USA. There, there are some fanatics and criminals who are allowed to run rampant and roughshod over your cities. But then if you do something like you park in the wrong place, or if you if you do any little thing, or you make a mistake on your taxes you're going to have a knock on your door or you're going to be thrown in prison or you're going to be ticketed at the very least immediately. And that's, that's I think, the sad state of affairs where we're living today. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or, if, or, if
1: you, or if you decide to carry your firearm because you uh, have to, uh, without a permit, because you um, are in the lower socioeconomic strata, you can only afford living in a you know less than desirable neighborhood, yeah. you have to work seven days a week probably two three jobs right you cannot afford to take off two days on a weekend to uh, uh, to go to the CCW course pay out whatever amount that the instructor asks
0: mm-hmm. which
1: in, in some cases are exceeding five hundred dollars
0: oh yeah yeah
1: pay the uh, pay to the uh, uh, law enforcement uh, uh, department in whatever case, wherever your your area for the background check for the application, right? The CCW application. So it, in many cases, it, it, depending on on, on uh, the area of California, people are shelling out close to a thousand dollars. Whoever yes. can though. Right.
0: right. Whoever
1: is able. But here you are, right? Uh, something uh, perfectly fine, uh, uh Activity that in so many other states doesn't even uh, get you a blip into the law enforcement radar, right? Because it is seen as as what it is, a constitutional right. Here in California, they have criminalized it, given countless people criminal records for what is otherwise a constitutional right, a, a constitutionally protected activity. It, it, yeah, just like you said, it's a, a, a narco tyranny, and it, and it's uh, it, it's tyrannical. It's mm-hmm. it's tyrannical. You 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 as a government, which I love to say, and please don't mind me because I I think I may have repeated this the first time you you had me. The government, the armed uh, agents of the state, have zero duty to protect you. Zero. Already established in uh, plenty of case law. They have zero duty to protect you, but here is the government trying to mandate in which way you protect yourself now. It just, yeah, you know, it, it can't be that way. It, that is something uh, that is abhorrent, it's egregious, it's a, it's a uh, travesty. I mean, any ag- ag- bad adjective that you can give to that, the way that this government is trying to treat citizens. Treating citizens as subjects, not as citizens, right. is bad. Right. Let me throw it. I, I, I'm going to throw one more thing that I need to make sure that I get out. Yeah. To your audience and anyone who can hear my voice, please push back at every opportunity when they're trying to talk down on you by calling you a civilian. Mm-hmm. That is a theme. I don't know if you've seen some of my posts that I've made uh, recently. The the left and the anti uh, gunners are anti second amendment uh, movements are increasingly using the word civilian mm-hmm. to kind of denigrate our right. status as citizens in terms of oh you you as a civilian you shouldn't be carrying firearms out in the out in the world you as a civilian you shouldn't really be carrying this type of uh, uh, firearm because that's a that's a weapon of war or, or what have you, right? Yes. As yes. if your life is not worthy of protecting with superior firepower. Yeah. Let me tell you right now, your life is worthy and your the life of your loved ones is worthy of protecting with superior firepower. So yeah. you should do so.
0: Now, I, lo- I love that point. That's a great point because... Calling it, um, calling us civilians, you know, if we're not armed services or if we're not police officers or sheriffs, it's a great point because then essentially it raises like the bar to say, oh, well, really you need special training or a special license or like a government card or something that says you can exercise this right Mm -hmm. of carrying a firearm or using the firearm to defend yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Great point. And you see them doing it with all kinds of other things, too. Um, and it's not just the left, but it's sometimes this this idea that there are experts or people that are that need to be handling stuff. Not just us little people, right? Whether it's the law, whether it's reading the Constitution, like you don't need to a lawyer. listen to be- the experts, healthcare. Yeah, leave it all to the experts. It's like, no, 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 no. Again, what the what a lot of the left and progressives say, oh, we love democracy. No, I don't think you do. Nah. I don't think you do love democracy because you don't want the little people to govern ourselves, mm-hmm. to defend mm-hmm. ourselves. Um, let me tell you, we can all run for office. You don't have to be some expert. You don't have to have a license to run for office. There's no license to speak your mind, to speak freely. You don't need to have a medical degree to decide what goes into your body. You don't need to be a biologist to determine what a man is and what a woman is. And to get to your point, um, you can be a civilian so-called. You can just be a regular citizen, forget civilian, and you can carry and you can, use a weapon for self-defense or for hunting or for whatever it is that you want. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a really good point that you make. Um, Mm -hmm. We we don't need these new terms to place rights out of our reach or to, to to have things that we can't access. Thank you. Yep. Um, Let me, let me ask a couple more things here um, Mm -hmm. because great conversation so far, but we got to touch upon a couple more things. One Mm -hmm. of them is this past week um, and when this airs, it'll be, you know, about a week ago um the new mexico governor so that's been in the national news everyone's commented on it i'd love to get your thoughts on that let me let me craft the point because we i'm sure you and i know where each other stand on that probably the uh, the audience um, listening to this knows where we stand but first of all what was that was it a trial balloon was she put up to this by anti-gun groups in your in your estimation. Um, And of course, it failed miserably, you know, so at least we had we had a Democrat sheriff who said, I'm not enforcing this. We had their attorney general of New Mexico saying we're not enforcing this uh, gun ban. And I I'm sure everyone here knows. But for those who who might not remember the details, um, the New Mexico governor, uh, Governor Lujan Grisham, I believe is her name. She essentially exercised emergency powers because there was a there was a terrible crime that was committed. I think an 11-year-old died, which is tragic. None of us want that happening. So there was this terrible crime, which made um, big headlines, I guess, in New Mexico or Albuquerque. And she decided to go full tyrant and say there's going to be something like a 30-day suspension of, essentially, Second Amendment rights. That um, there's going to be no more concealed carry, no more more open carry, I believe, in the state. So she kind of went crazy with that. She was overturned by all of her local and state officials. And she's been kind of made into a pariah nationally. And even David Hogg and a lot of the the anti-gunners that you and I would normally be railing against completely. Even Ted Lieu here in California, they've come out and said, oh, whoa, she way overstepped. You know, she shouldn't have done that. You know, we do have a constitutional right. And a lot of us were scratching our heads like, well, this is weird, isn't it? Like, this is really strange. The whole thing seems to me like kabuki theater, like it's staged. Was it a trial balloon? What was behind this? Did someone put her up to trying this to see what our reaction would be? That is um, exactly what, do what you, it was. What do you make of this, Osvaldo? I'm sure you've thought
1: that of it. Is, that is exactly what it was. It was a, a, an ill-timed trial run.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was
1: very ill-timed. We saw it coming from the, from the COVID times. When, when they attempted the suspension of a uh, closure of all gun shops and, right. and ranges, and we said, no, no, what that whole travesty about, uh, what's the word that we're using? Uh, essential.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. When who's things essential? were declared,
1: right. who's essential and who's un- non-essential and places right. that were non-essential we we saw it coming and and we knew it was all, all, only a matter of time and because we have seen the rhetoric about um health emergencies about declaring uh gun violence as a health emergency that which is the reason why they like to trot out uh emergency room physicians mm-hmm. right that yeah. is how they like to throw in that angle that is why a few months back they they Brought out uh, the Los Angeles County uh, ghoul, the lady that's the uh, Barbara Ferrer, the health, Barbara <laughs> Ferrer, right? the, the, yeah. the 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 vivid picture of health herself. Yes. Oh, yeah, uh, and ready. and speaking about gun violence in terms of uh, of health, that is why. So we we saw it coming, but yes, it was a trial run, and I will tell you that. David Hogg's reaction, uh, Mr. Busey, which, which who was a former farms uh, executive, um, hmm. and Ted Lou and some others, they they the only reason why they uh, went against her was because they saw the severe backlash. Yeah, because right. it wasn't immediate. Their reaction was not immediate. Their reaction was a few days delayed.
0: Yes yeah well i was just gonna say that um usually i'm pretty skeptical of these things and i like to you know it's always good to wait 24 48 hours or does dan bongino Mm -hmm. call it the bongino rule on his on his show but in general it's good to be kind of you know skeptical and say okay what's what's really going on here but i i am heartened i am enthusiastically kind of pleased with the reaction because it was so swift and there was so much civil disobedience. There were all those great citizens groups that went oh, and marched. That was lovely. Yes, lovely. they had a rally. Lovely. They said, nope, we're open carrying, we're concealed carrying. We are free people. We're going to downtown or Old Town, Albuquerque. Yes, and here we are. Come and take it, right? It was lovely. Hashtag FAFO, right? And yep. so I think I'm going to allow myself to be happy with this one because I think. Whatever the whatever the weird puppet show was that was staged on this, you know, with this governor, and maybe she just bumbled into a stupid move. Maybe she thought she'd be a hero. I don't know exactly what happened behind the scenes, but I am really heartened and I am really happy about the reaction. And I think if anything else, it is going to show that, no, there will be civil disobedience if the left tries an emergency, you know, like hashtag emergency gun you know, suspension grab, of rights, suspension of rights, or Hurricane Katrina type deal. Never, ever, no, uh, never, no. ever submit your <laughs> basic natural rights to an emergency declaration or order or whatnot. And then even Michael Knowles, um, who is uh, a prominent conservative on Daily Wire, you know Ben Shapiro's network or whatever, yeah. he came out and kind of had this cringy take, almost like uh, John Adams defending the redcoats kind of thing, mm-hmm. where where he mm-hmm. was like, well, no, sometimes there is a reason where your rights could be suspended. It's happened before. Shut up, man. And I, yeah, it, my, that was my initial up. reaction. And then I kind of went, well, yeah, okay, Michael Knowles, I, I understand what you're saying. He's trying to be nuanced. And he's trying to say like, he's probably referring to like COVID, what actually happened. But then I kind of switched back and i you know, I'm, I'm having this thought process in my mind mm-hmm. talking to people about it. And it's like, but you know, at the end of the day, I love the Constitution. You love the Constitution. We love the Bill of Rights. But it is a good point. It doesn't enforce itself. So at the end of the day, the ultimate authority is the people, what the people decide to do. Because, you know, the governor of New Mexico came in and she kind of just basically superseded or she tried to supersede the Constitution and throw her weight down on the table and say, yeah, I can suspend it. I'm taking that right. No constitutional right is absolute. But what we, the people, need to do is come in and slam our paper down on top of hers, you know, bang our fist on the table and say, no, we supersede you. At the end of the day, the rule of law, whatever we call it, it will be superseded by the will of the people. And if we're going to be a free people, then we are going to decide. That's kind of where I ended up on it. It's like, I see Michael Knowles' point, but more important than Michael Knowles' point is that, oh no, that's only if we allow the tyrants in the government to say, that they get to do this. She can say it. But then if we go peacefully march and we have, you know, we've got the weapons, they're armed, they're right. concealed, they're openly carrying, then that's it. That's that's the whole deal right there. That's the decision of the people, by the people, for the people, right? The bottom
1: line is the uh, uh, right that you don't exercise is a right that you don't have.
0: Yes, right. The right you don't
1: exercise is a right that you don't have. Period. Yes. So it's a, it's your right. You go and exercise it.
0: Yep. That's right. Assertively.
1: Decidedly. Yes. Unapologetically. How about that?
0: Yeah. I I love all those. Those are excellent uh, descriptive words. Um, So we're we're in agreement there. And if it comes here, um, all the fine people listening to this podcast, um, for both of us. It's like, if it comes here, if Newsom tries, tries this, which I don't think he will anytime soon, but God forbid, crazier things have happened. If some mm-hmm. governor in California or some attorney general in California or in your county, one of our, what, 58 counties here, if someone tries this, remember the answer is an emphatic no. It's no, you're not going to take the guns you're not going to take away this natural right. And so the people just have to be firm and resolute and emphatic, as you said. And um, I wouldn't that's, put that's, it past
1: a uh, Rob Bonta because yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure Rob Bonta, I think, yes. has his eyes set on the governorship.
0: Yeah, he's come out big time. He's definitely making uh, making ways for himself. No one even knows who the lieutenant governor is, Kunalakis or whatever. Yeah, Bonta seems <laughs> yeah. to be moving in um, to that slot. So I think you, yep. you make a good point. He might want to, uh, to curry favor with the, the progressives in his party uh, for, a, for mm-hmm. a primary in a few years. Okay. Really? And before I let you go, the, uh, mm-hmm. the last topic I wanted to touch base with you on is you recently went to a uh, I guess a gun or yes. should I say an anti-gun forum at East LA College right just this past week? Um, who put that on? What was that all about? And and how did that go?
1: Gentlemen? Oh man, that was so much fun, dude! So I wish I could have was... gone with you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, th- th- this was just last week, last uh, last Friday. Oh man, what's today the fifteenth? So like the twelfth. No, 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 the 9th, September 9th or so.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, the David Hogg
1: yeah. on Twitter put out a, a post through his uh, March for Our Lives, and, and I think he pushed it himself, that they we're having an event in L.A. It was a 24-hour, you know, literally a 24-hour or 48-hour um, announcement Yeah. that they were holding this uh, gun violence prevention Town hall. I'm yeah. using the air quotes purposely. Town yeah. hall with the uh, four people who are running for. Uh, I think the uh, some senator. Who is it that's bowing out for uh, California? I think it was.
0: Uh, oh, not not Becerra. Uh, I
1: think oh, uh, I think it's for uh, maybe for Diane Feinstein's seat
0: yeah well feinstein is retiring so th- these are the I folks i think it's for her seat okay it was for the um, people who are running for for the u.s senate for her seat yep for Yeah, because U- she's retiring she's 428 yep. years old yeah
1: yep um so it was uh adam schiff and three other ladies that i have no idea who they are but they are anti- uh, anti-second amendment so um i went in there right away i RSVP'd for the event because they had it open. There was no vetting whatsoever happening. And I made my merry way to the event, which happened in the East Los Angeles uh, College. It's so funny because they always hold these anti-Second Amendment, anti-gun events in the most posh, sanitized, sterile environments. They never hold these gun violence prevention events. In the hood, yeah, where the violence happens yeah. day in and day out, and where good people, you know, suffer the consequences of the lax, uh, you know, policies on on criminal activity. Of course. Anyways, yeah. So uh, I made my way in there. The very first thing that happens, so funny. They have this uh, uh, in in their uh, RSVP email. Actually, they said that they were going to have security right at the door, checking bags for your safety.
0: I hope they're unarmed security, unarmed, wow. right?
1: Wow, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. So I'm gonna be safe in in, in there. Okay. Cool. So I made my way to the door. Um, I I I was dressed in in very you know hippie ish type. My eyeglasses. I was very non threatening, and I was holding my belongings in my in my hands. By the way, I was having concealing uh, attire. Okay keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. I was having very, very concealing attire and I did that for a purpose. I, I was holding my belongings in my hands yeah. and I approached the table where t- there were two uh, individuals. I cannot remember the name of the security company, but it's, it was a like a private hired security company. And they had those metal detector WANs yeah. there present with them. They had a red there on the table and they were checking people's bags. So, I, I was I was holding my belongings in my hands, very non-threatening. They waved me in. They did not check me, and wow. I and, and I said that and I say that very uh, making a point that these people are not serious. These people yeah. are never serious about your safety. They do not care. They could not care. L- l- one iota. About so they're
0: safety. kind of like the TSA at the airports, is what you're saying. <laughs>
1: Yeah, very professional.
0: Yeah. Extremely right.
1: professional about your safety. So I, I was waved in. So I could have very well, if I had been somebody with evil intent, walked into that place, which was going to have very high profile individuals and a sitting congressman.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: In there. I sat right in the second row in the front.
0: Was it Schiff? Was it was Schiff there? It was Schiff. Yeah. Yes, he was Schifty there. Schiff
1: okay um side, side note uh mr hogg David hogg actually made an appearance unannounced which I thought was kind of weird well he's a coward anyway David you're a coward he uh he made an unannounced uh appearance well after I left because I I left after the first two speakers which was Adam Schiff and and some of the Barbara Lee rep Barbara Lee who's
0: oh, a youngest yeah. person yeah
1: um but the highlight of my day was actually that I got to give Adam Schiff quite a bit of my uh, thoughts after he was done spewing his nonsense. Nice. I, 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 and I'm, and I'm going to paraphrase, but uh, after all the nonsense that I said, all the, all the platitudes and, and, and all the lies that the left typically says about guns, I said, and I paraphrase, congressman, Nothing of what you just suggested would help the good people would give them any advantages in the real world over bad people who ignore all laws.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Nothing of what you said here would give any good people any advantages whatsoever mm-hmm. in the real world. Because guess what, people? They do not. Gun control does not help you in any way Whatsoever it does, not, it, I, I love to put it in this way. What kind of advantage, what kind of real advantage does gun control give you, the peaceable individual, aka law-abiding citizen, over people who break laws? I'm away. I'm away for a response.
0: Yeah, None. right. Don't hold your breath. <laughs> no.
1: So uh, oh, it was lovely people's jo- uh, jaws just dropped to the floor. Like
0: You might have, you must have, have been have like you? one of the only people in there, you know, from that perspective or from a Liberty perspective. That was literally the
1: only one because I, I was listening. I was there like an hour early and I was listening to all their chatter. Yeah. And it's people who we, we may live in the same planet, but we completely, to be honest, we live in different worlds. Sure. These people right. do not live in the same world that everybody else does.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's incredible. It's almost like um, some of these anti-gunners and, and folks in the mainstream left too. It's not just extremists, but they really think that there's like something magical or something evil about guns, which are just a tool. They're a machine, um, yeah. which can be used for good. They can be used for recreation. They can be used for ill purposes. They're just a tool. But... It's like there's some kind of like spooky evil just having 400 million guns in the hands of, quote, civilians, you know, who don't have a license or whatever to carry from the government. It's like they have some mystical or Gnostic, um, you know, kind of aversion to guns. It's very strange, especially from people who are tending to be less religious. But it's fully like a religious um, like it I is. say, It's like a gnosticism about guns having some evil power, right? Like a witchcraft are, about guns.
1: They are quite literally the only tool that they ascribe a an evil, you know, a, a spirit to. Right. None of the other tools, ubiquitous tools that are in society today, fully accessible to ev- to everyone, that get used in very evil ways. None of those get ascribed, uh, uh, you know evil intent within it's within themselves nor are they called to be uh, uh, banned or regulate.
0: Yeah, that's
1: right. The Boston marathon bombers used a what
0: pressure cooker. Yeah, right. Homemade bombs, God forbid. So yeah. how many
1: people use uh, everyday uh, useful tools like vehicles, cars, box trucks to yep. mow down scores of people. In purely evil ways, but the vehicle don't get doesn't get uh, such a description.
0: Wow, no, that, that's that's absolutely right, and I feel like um, with our opponents, um, you know, coming from the anti-gun left and some of these progressives, it, it, it's just like there can be no solution outside of the state. So, in in many ways, they are truly statists. It's not just an epithet yes. that we hurl yes. at them because okay. they really think that. Well, you know, solving violence or solving these problems that we have, you know, with murders or like gun suicides, well, we just need laws. We have to have laws. Government's got to right. be involved with good stuff, you know, that they, you know, capital G, capital S. Government's right. got to give us good stuff and then then we'll have a good society. But uh, really people more like where I'm coming from, probably where you're coming from, are, are thinking like government. This has nothing to do with government. We have to have a healthy civil society of functioning neighbors and human beings and citizens who can get along with or without a government. It has nothing right. to do with that. I would never go and, and harm someone um, peaceful. I, I'm a peaceable citizen. Mm-hmm. This problem does not come from the tool. The problem comes from the breakdown of culture and a sick society where we've inverted natural truths about the universe. And, um, this
1: gun has been sitting here this entire time. It hasn't shot
0: anyone. Thank God for that. Shocking. Whew. Yeah, you lucked out, my friend. Um, on that uh, on that note, um, yeah, I really appreciate your time today. Another great yeah, conversation, man. Osvaldo. Thank you for having me. Um, once again, where can people uh, follow your social media? Get, blast that out once again. And then uh, your sure. website one more time.
1: On Twitter, uh, slash X. Triggerology FT. Um, I'm in there giving hell to lefties and anti-gunners day in and day out. Uh, I love it. On Instagram, Triggerology underscore FT. Please support my work by buying some awesome uh, apparel, based apparel such as this. I'm keeping my guns, Gavin. I have a. I'm keeping my guns, Joe. Uh, nice. I have a. All I want. All I want is superior firepower. I got all kinds of stuff for man and women. Uh, that is triggerology.shop and my website is triggerologyft.com.
0: Awesome. Triggerology.shop and triggerologyft.com. Make sure to go check those out. Uh, follow Osvaldo and his pursuits on Instagram, social media, and X, Twitter. Um, so, Osvaldo, thank you very much for your time once again. Uh, really appreciate nice it, for having and uh, me. look forward to, I to speaking with you. Yeah, let me know again when we have more of these fun anti-gun events. I'd like to join you on one of for these. Sure. <laughs> um, uh, that'll be that'd be fun. We can get some good footage. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, have a great weekend, and thank you very much.
1: Thanks, brother. You
0: too. All right, take care. This has been the California Liberty Project podcast.
1: Make sure to subscribe. Share it with others and follow us on Instagram and Twitter.